Good morning, Lindsley Avenue. Good morning. It's good to see everybody here this morning. We're glad to have uh, all of you who are visiting with us. Glad to have uh, our brothers and sisters at Knowles uh, joining us a few hours later. But uh, we thank and love and pray about you all the time and just glad to have you here. You're invited back each and every opportunity you have. We mean it when the sign on the door says all are welcome. You're always welcome here. 2024, finally here. I remember the joy with which I said goodbye to 2020 a couple of years ago. And isn't it funny how we often look forward to the new year and want the old one to go away? <clears throat> How can we change it so that we are sad to see the old year go away? I think some of that depends on how the year goes, choices we make during the year. That's why I think we set New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. Uh, I know that some of us have set New Year's resolutions. Some perhaps, I'm looking out at you, yes, there. to not eat more than six donuts on a Sunday morning. Kidding. I know we didn't eat six donuts. But we have things that we want to cut back. Exercise more. Eat better. Did you know this time of the year between now and Valentine's Day is the highest period of the year where somebody's looking for a new boyfriend, a new girlfriend? On all the dating apps, the highest volume is between New Year's and Valentine's Day. I suspect that's because at Christmas and New Year's, if you don't have someone special in your life, you kind of see that eh, it would have been nice to have somebody to share this with. And so motivation gets behind this. Perhaps find somebody. At least that's what seems to be for a lot of people. A lot of people. Well, for us, we've been having a New Year's resolution for the last several years. In fact, that's the thing I did three years ago when I was first starting here at Lansley Avenue. We set a New Year's resolution. And we're going to do one today that I want us all collectively together to focus on during 2024. And we're going to revisit that periodically during the year to try to keep it uh, in mind. Before you leave, there's actually a magnet for a refrigerator, if you've got a metal door or someplace to keep it handy, to keep it in front of you so we can be thinking about our, our New Year's resolution. I think the idea of a New Year's resolution is, is somewhat biblical. The verse that was read, Jesus said in Revelation 21.5, Behold, I am making all things new. He's talking about recreating the entire reality in which we will exist. I think we can aim for something a bit smaller and simply look for ways to recreate us, to focus ourselves on doing better things, doing things in 2024 to make a difference. So first, let's look at the last three years' resolutions. When we first started this back in 2021, boy, it seems like a while ago now, doesn't it? The focus we had as our New Year's resolution was on two fairly simple things, pretty fundamental things as followers of Jesus, and that is to love God and love our neighbors. Loving God really meant that we would focus on trying to become the kind of people God wants us to be, to put God first and ourselves last. If we put ourselves last, that really enables the second part, to love our neighbors. The signs, I know you've heard this, the signs on the billboards a few years ago often featured Duck Dynasty people, said, I am second. 
The intent of those signs was good because the intent was to say, put God first. But I would argue we really need to say, I'm at least third. Because God should be first, others second, then, only then, us. Love God and love our neighbors. 2022, our resolution was to bear one another's burdens. As we help each other, as we bear the burdens that come upon us during the year, whether illness or something else, a loss, we are there for each other. And as we bear one another's burdens, the verse continued and so fulfilled the law of Christ. Jesus expects us as family to care about each other. And that's what we want to do here at Lindsley Avenue. Last year, I will confess, I wonder if this was a mistake. I've told some people this because the resolution last year was in everything give thanks. And I feel like sometimes if you put something out there, God says, okay, let's see if you really mean it. Because it's been a hard year, a hard year to say in everything give thanks. Still need to do it, still need to focus on it, but it's been a really hard year for me at least to say that I can look back and most everything give thanks. But those are the three we've had before. I've tried to pick one for 2024 I'm hoping that if we get tested on it, it's going to be a little easier than in everything give thanks. But first, realize, just because we've got a new year doesn't mean these resolutions go away. I'm going to suggest very strongly these ought to be cumulative. 2024, let's continue to love God and love our neighbors. 2024, let's continue to bear one another's burdens. 2024, let's continue to look for ways to give thanks in everything, no matter what. It's going to get tougher each year as we add a resolution. What are we planning for this year? What's our 2024 resolution? Here it is. Hebrews 13, 6. The Lord is my helper, I will not fear. Hebrews 13, verse 6. The Lord is my helper, I will not fear. Let's see what that means. What does it mean that the Lord is our helper? What does it mean that we won't fear? We'll take a look with me. In Psalm 56, 3, the psalmist says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Well, I enjoy the fact, I find it really great that if we do become afraid, the solution to being afraid is to turn back to God. There's all sorts of ways we might become afraid this year. When it says the Lord is my helper, I will not fear. I don't think it means we're not going to be afraid ever in 2024. I want to tell you, I think it means we won't stay afraid. We won't live in a state of fear no matter what happens. Because when we feel that we're becoming afraid, when we feel that we are worrying about something, we can turn back to God because we need to realize the Lord is my helper. If we become afraid, why? Why would we turn back to God? What's the benefit of turning to God when we become afraid? Look at Exodus 15. The Lord is my strength and my strong helper. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will give him praise. If you're in a situation where you feel afraid, I think Exodus 15 too is a good verse think about it, to find, to look back on this paper that Howard's going to give us all as we leave here, a summary of everything that's on the slides this morning. Please 
keep it handy because I really suspect a good number of us are going to face something this year that may lead us to be afraid. The Lord is my strength. My strength doesn't come from me. It comes from God and he is our strong helper. He is my God and I will give him praise. Look at this verse from Psalm 121. We sang this song as a choral work in high school. It's tough to get the tune out of my head whenever I read it. But the psalmist here says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. I'll look to the hills. Where's my help going to come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. God making heaven and earth, I suspect he can find a way to help me in my time of trouble. The psalmist says, he will not let your foot be moved. He will not slumber. He's not sleeping. He's always aware of where we are and what we need. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Don't ever think if you're facing something that has you afraid that you're by yourself. God is always aware of you. He's always aware of what you're facing and is always there to help as we put our trust and hope and confidence in God. God is our refuge, Psalm 46, 1 and strength, a helper who can be found in times of trouble. There's something interesting about this word helper. If I'm remembering correctly, it's always dangerous. If I'm remembering correctly, every time this word occurs in the Bible except one, the original word, it refers to God. It refers to God. God is the helper, a strong helper. Someone to run to, to take refuge in, to seek protection. What about that other time that the word helper is used? It's used all the way back, all the way back in the book of Genesis. In the Garden of Eden, when God makes woman and brings her to the man. God says, I will make a helper for the man. Unfortunately, the King James translated that help meet forever. And men, foolish as we often have been throughout history, and I'm sure it continues today, viewed that word as great. I've got a servant. I've got a slave who will do whatever I tell her to do. That's the way it was for a long, long time in history. What kind of helper was the woman supposed to be when she was brought to the man? What kind of helper is God? God is there to be a helper, a refuge, someone who is always there for you. If you're blessed to be in a situation with a husband and wife, that's what God intends both of you to be to each other. The word actually is this. When you think about someone in battle, right-handed people at least, back then they would often have a shield in their left hand and the sword or a spear in their right. So if I'm facing an enemy coming in, Where's my exposure? Big shield over here, and here's my sword. Where's my exposure? Right here, right? The shield's protecting me over here. My exposure's right here. The word is an ally who protects your exposed area. And so woman was designed to be the one covering the blind spot, as it were. The man covers one side, you help each other. God is our helper, the strong helper, 
help us face any battles that come our way. A helper who can always, always be found in times of trouble. Psalm 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him. And I received help. My heart rejoices and I give thanks to him with my song. You have to think back to other times that you have been afraid. And if you turn to God, help came. Sometimes it comes from a brother and sister as we bear one another's burdens. That's one way in which God helps us. Many of you have been helps to each other. You've been helps to me. That's what we do when we love brothers and sisters because the love of God is in here. But our hearts need to trust in God. We need to love God, love our neighbor. It all starts with loving God. So if my heart is not focused on God, wanting to be the person he wants me to be, then it's going to be very difficult to view God as my helper because why would I be viewing God as my helper if my heart isn't trusting in God if I'm not focused on God I love the next one hear me Lord and be merciful to me help me Lord it is perfectly okay to cry out to God for help when we're facing problems you ever seen someone receive such bad news, they more or less just kind of collapse and eat. The best thing to do is simply cry out to God. God knows what you're going through. He knows what you're thinking anyway. Cry out to God, even if it's a whisper. Help God. I can't do it by myself. Don't ever forget, God is always listening. He hears anything and everything whether it's a scream or a whisper hear me Lord and be merciful that's another great verse to keep in mind the Lord is my helper I will not fear I love this passage longer story that I will condense here just a little bit but Matthew 15 a Canaanite woman a non-Jewish woman in the day when Jewish people really focused on themselves and did not focus on non-Jewish people, Gentiles or Samaritans. They just didn't. You weren't considered part of God's family, as it were. You see the thinking that Jesus is going to address here? That's a very strong warning to us to not simply limit help to those we think are God's family. But look what happens. A Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy in me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely possessed, oppressed, rather, by a demon. Suffering woman, daughter in all sorts of trouble. What would you, as a mother or father, do to try to find help for your son or daughter? In fact, the answer is anything. Anything. She cries out to Jesus, and Jesus answers and says, I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I was only sent here at first to the Jewish people. She came and knelt before him. The word knelt is collapsed. She fell at his feet, saying, Lord, help me. If you are a parent, you can't hear the way she had to have said this. 
think about it some more. We are in a time of trouble. We go to God, and that's the way we're feeling. What do you think God's response would be? Jesus's was to help this woman. He gave the correct answer of "I was sent first, but his heart was to help anybody. That's the heart we should have. God will always help those that come to Him with a broken heart." Isaiah 41, 13. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not, I am the one who helps you. He is the one who helps you. Are you getting the distinct impression that God is our helper? The Bible says that over and over and over again. And he's a strong helper, ready to help in time of need. He is the one who helps Look at our resolution again. The Lord is my helper. If we understand that, the second part becomes easier to see how it can really work, right? The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. The verse actually continues in Hebrews 13, 6. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? What can people do to me? What can a ruler do to me? What can somebody else do to me who's intending evil? Nothing matters if God is our helper because he's the one who's going to be there. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? We'll focus on that second part. I will not fear. I love this. When you're thinking about it, I will not be afraid. Look what the psalmist says here. When I am afraid, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. You see the contradiction there? I shall not be afraid, but when I get afraid, you're going to get afraid. I am going to get afraid. We simply need to stop and remember, the Lord is my helper. I'm not going to stay afraid. It's not a failure. It's not a sin. It's not a... A, a, a problem to be afraid when you get bad news, when you hear bad news, when you face some sort of a problem. That's very natural. But what God says is, don't stay that way. I'm here for you. I'm here for you through your brothers and sisters as we bear one another's burdens. I'm here for you in ways you'll never understand. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. So important. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Does that mean that if I get some health news this year, it's going to happen to somebody? I suspect. If I get bad health news this year, that God will deliver me from the health problem? No. Nope. That's not what it means. God can heal whoever he wants to heal. But what it means is someone who puts our trust in God, we're not going to live in fear of anything in the here and now. Focusing on God, realizing God is my helper, 
realizing that I will not live in fear. That's what the resolution is all about this year. So, what will 2024 bring to us here at Lansley? We've just recently had another passing. Will that happen in 2024? Might. Will, heaven forbid, the windows fall in on us. Will we have family trouble? I don't know. But Job 14.1, all of us born to women live only a few days and have lots of trouble. We all have lots of trouble. Somebody, brother and sister, is going to face something that's troubling to them this year. It is bound to happen. I'm not, I don't want that for anybody. But look at 2023. Did we have trouble here at Lindsley among brothers and sisters here, brothers and sisters at Knowles in 2023? Yes, we did. 2022? Yes, we did. Oh, 2024, nothing will go wrong. If or let's just say when something happens in 2024, I want us to remember the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. I will not stay afraid. I think that's a worthy resolution for all of us for 2024. Whatever comes our way, let's focus on the fact that God is our helper. There's no need to be fearful or afraid. And I think the whole premise, the whole point behind it is walk into the new year with our trust put in God, and I'm going to suggest we do that with our eyes on Jesus. Think of the Canaanite woman who fell at the feet of Jesus and said, Lord, help me. When something happens, and it's bound to sometime, as it were, fall at the feet of Jesus and just say, Lord, help me. Now we're at the point of the message, which we do here every week, that I want us to talk about a little more because this is where if you have something you want to be taken to God into prayer, this is this will be your time as we're going to stand here in a moment and sing. I would ask that it's easier if you will simply come and meet me down front and we will pray for you and with you, whether that's a problem you've got in your life, whether it's something that's made you afraid. This is the time we bear one another's burdens. And we pray for one another. It's also the time that if you are not yet a member of the family of God, if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, it's time to change that and start 2024 fresh. If you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, if you understand that He came and lived and died so that all the choices you have made can be erased, forgiven. And if you know that he said to repent, to change your life, quit living the way you have been because now you're a member of his family, you've got to live for him, put your trust and faith and hope in him, then what we do is right behind me, we have water because Jesus said, he who believes and is baptized, which means immersed, shall have their sins forgiven, will be saved. This is the time where we ask in this song, if that applies to you and you want to make that change, 
that you come meet me down front and we talk about it and then we just do it because that's what Jesus said to do. Let's have our eyes on Jesus during 2024. I hope all of you will join me with our New Year's resolution. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. If there's something that we can do for you this morning, if you need to put your eyes on Jesus, this is your time. Please come as we stand and sing.